0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. With the second pick in the 2022 NFL draft. The Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison. Defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Rowe. There comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown.
1: Yo. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 277 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my main guy, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart. No peer with us, but I got Malcolm with me. What's up, man? How you doing?
2: Woo! What is going on, man? Yo, we have another game to talk about today, man. I'm excited, man. Uh, you know, the season's coming to an end. Um, let's see how they do these Detroit Lions finish these last two games, man.
1: Hopefully we got some <laughs> extra football, right? Hopefully we got some extra football. Hopefully. We'll see. We talked about the playoffs last episode, so we're not going to do that in this episode. So if you guys are interested in the scenarios that the Lions have to accomplish and what, hap- what has to happen around the league, you guys can go listen to the last episode. We did that in the beginning segment. But, I want to bring up an interesting topic that happened around the league before we get into the Chicago Bears. And I was contemplating, like, do we talk about this? This is worth the topic. But I think with me being such a fanboy of this guy, it was worth mentioning and just being the quarterback discussion that, you know, it's, it's always happening every single week. So I thought it was worth bringing this as a discussion. If you guys are wondering who this is, no, it's not Matthew Stafford who I fanboy for. It's the other guy I fanboy for Derek Carr. Currently on the Vegas Raiders. So the news on Derek Carr is, like Malcolm mentioned, there's two more games left in the season. And the Vegas Raiders decided to rest him these last two games, and they're not going to play him. They're going to start Jared him. And you guys are probably wondering, what relevance does Derek Carr have to do with anything with the Detroit Lions right now? And The only reason I'm bringing this up right now is just because there is some controversy at the quarterback position is the question that we ask every single week is Jared Goff the quarterback going forward? And if he's not, who is the replacement for Jared Goff? Now, I thought it's interesting to bring up a guy like Derek Carr because he is most likely going to be out after, you know, getting benched these last two games. It looks like they the both sides are going to move on this offseason. So I'm going to just ask you the question right now, Malcolm. Derek Carr, does he intrigue you at all? No. As far as being a lion? Hell no, man!
2: No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I had to get that way No, man. It's, first of all, he just come with a hefty contract. You have to pay him. So, I mean, what's the point of having golf and then going from golf to to Derek Carr? There, there there's, there, there's no like huge upgrade there. There's just no there's no point of that just keep golf. He knows the system. He has a chemistry with the guys. What's What's the point? There's no, there's no point of doing that. Like, at this point right now, the way golf is playing right now, the only person that would intrigue me right now to come to Detroit is either Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. That's probably it. That's probably as far as it goes right now that would intrigue me right now of, of quarterbacks that will come to Detroit. As far as Lamar Jackson, I don't want Lamar Jackson no more. Sorry. I mean... Uh, as talented as our, that brother is your best ability is your availability in the past two years it hasn't been looking too good for him so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be the guy that's gonna pay lamar jackson to have him ride the bench and then he's watching where he's watching his backup play and that's 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 what lamar jackson been to the last few years so no i'm not even in lamar jackson no more uh the only person like i said there's only a few quarterbacks right now that would treat me to say oh yeah, yeah we got the quarterback but just keep golf. I mean, if you're gonna go the route of drafting a rookie and bring, bring him up that way, that, that's cool, whatever. Um, but as far as bringing in like another quarterback, if it's not those quarterbacks that that just named, just keep golf. <laughs>
1: What's the point? So let's say hypothetically, Brad Holmes does end up making this decision, like I'm gonna move off from golf and I'm gonna go get Derek Carr. And let's just say the Raiders release him and the Lions just sign him to a contract. Would you be mad or disappointed if Holmes went that direction? Hell yeah, that will be idiotic. That will be, be dumb.
2: I mean, just because, like, golf right now has a chemistry with the team right now, and he's actually played really well, played way better than Derek Carr. So if you look at the numbers, I mean, the average fans going to look at the numbers and just be like, why the hell are you doing this? They're going to say, why, why are you doing this? They're going to see Derek Goff's numbers. They're going to see Derek Carr's numbers. They're going to say, why in the hell are you doing this? I get it. Derek Carr has a bigger arm, okay. He may be able to complete deep balls more. I get that, but as far as decision making and everything else, it just hasn't been there for him. Uh, <laughs> that to me is not an Derek Carr's not an upgrade over golf. So, I mean, it just is. I mean, if you look at how they both played this year. He's not an upgrade over golf.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you definitely you're comparing these years, 110%. You're going to say Jerichoff is having the better season than Derek Carr. There's not even an argument there. But I do think context and situation does matter. Let's just say hypothetically, and there's obviously no way of ever proving this because y- you can't do this. But just say hypothetically, Derek Carr starts his year in Detroit this year, this season, before the season starts, and Jerichoff starts the year in Vegas. Who do you think has the better year?
2: This year, I mean, I, is it possible to know, man? All I know it's a, is a,
1: it's a hypothetical. It's, it's impossible really, to tell, really yeah.
2: hypothetical, but you're looking at the rate. You're looking at the Raiders, and you're just you're scratching your head because you don't know what is the issue, and then it, it's starting to boil down to. Maybe it's a quarterback. I mean, that's – I mean, for some reason, it's like Derek Card, always named, always been mentioned as far as a guy that needs to be replaced in, in the Raiders. It has always been like that for like the past three years. And you're just trying to figure out why, you know? And then this year, he has – they give him all the weapons in the world. They give him Devontae Adams. He has a guy – he has a running back that's, that has 1,500 rushing yards. He has Waller. He has, you know, Renfro. That's, I mean, I'm not sure how many games he played this year, Renfro, if he's been hurt or whatever, but he still has – he has – a top he has the best to me he still has the best receiver in the NFL on his team and they just hasn't. it just hasn't clicked and you would think they would click because they were college teammates but I don't know man it's just one of those you look at this, that team you're like man what is the issue like is it is it coaching is it is it is it is it the quarterback what is it I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is tough to pinpoint one reason why the Raiders have been so bad. I think a lot of it is what McDaniels has done over there. And I I just look at Derek Carr. I feel like he's going to be one of those quarterbacks. We're going to look back in a year or so, whatever, right? And he's going to go into a potential good situation. And we're going to be like, man. Why, why has this never been shown in Vegas in the last nine years? And I just feel like kind of like Stafford. You know? you know how we saw that with Matthew for all those years in Detroit where outside fans would just like – I feel like they felt very similar to how we feel about Derek Carr right now. It's like, okay, why can't Detroit win? He's been there for 12 years. They've done everything for him. They brought him a Hall of Fame receiver. They had all these different coaches for him, but he couldn't win a division. He couldn't win a playoff game. That's how outside fans looked at Stafford, and Detroit fans would always argue. Oh, well, you know, we don't have this firm. We don't have that firm. We don't have a good defense, good offensive line, whatever. And I feel like that's kind of similar to what Derek has dealt with the last nine years in Vegas. I, I don't know, man.
2: I, I don't know because, you know, you're looking at Detroit and when Stafford's in Detroit, and we know Detroit situation. So now you're like, all right, Matthew Stafford is going to go to LA. At this point, at that point, when he was going to LA, I mean, McVeigh at that point was known as the offensive guru at that point. And everybody's like, oh, now, wow, Stafford now going with McVay. And now he has all these weapons and he has a running game now. And, you know, now everybody's like, oh, wow, let's see what Stafford could really do now, you know. So now he has a defense. He has, you know, he has guys, he had Aaron Donald on the other side. He has, you know, a, a corner that can lock people that could, that could play the number one receivers. I mean, he has a team now. I mean, like, it's, it's really tough to say he really had that that type of – I, I would say team in Detroit. I mean, he has similar teams, but I'll, I'll probably say like the closer would be the, probably the 2014 Lions. Yeah. But um, it, it, it was different. I mean, I don't I don't know, man, because their card has everything. I mean, the only thing that is very questionable that I don't know if that's the issue is coaching. And he's, cool. a, he's
1: he's never had a defense either, just like Stafford.
2: Yeah, he never he never had defense. But, I mean, shit, where are they all offensively in points? Like, they're not putting up no points. This is so weird to me because, you know, they have an edge rusher. They have, they have a, a elite edge rusher. Damn it, they had two elite edge rushers at one point. Uh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that they that I think uh, probably disappointments. They're probably one of the biggest disappointments in the NFL right now.
1: I don't think that's a shocker, though. Like to me, it's just because of McDaniels, like, and just we've seen the Patriot tree of how this is like been able to collapse because Derek Carr is a guy like he's gone through adversity. And like last year, I think is a great example. His coach gets fired midway through the season. He has two players get cut midway through the season and <laughs> go to jail. Henry Ruggs is in jail and yeah. Damon Arnett, you know, had the gun charge, whatever, like all that adversity and they were able with an interim coach to win 10 games last year and make the playoffs and, and get the seed in the AFC.
2: Yeah, that, that, that's tough. So it, it, it really could just be big Daniels to be honest with you, man. Um, As far as the reason why they, they're, they're terrible
1: this year. Yeah.
2: No, r- regardless, do you really feel like he's a bigger, like that much of an upgrade for Jared Goff?
1: see that now that's where the question comes down to okay now how do you connect this with detroit because i agree uh, with your point saying like how much of an upgrade that is and that, that's a good question i just i think there's a reason why that why Derek carr's been struggling so much i think there is a better version of him if he goes to a better situation now is he better than jared goff or is he a better situation for detroit than jared goff is right now and I don't know if I could confidently say that right now just because of how good and how well Jared has played under this offense. And I like that you bring up the point, the chemistry aspect, because when you move off of golf, hypothetically, for Derek Carr, you are breaking up all that chemistry that golf has built over the last two years and especially with Ben Johnson over the past year or so. You're breaking that up completely, and you're now installing a whole new offense for Derek Carr. And now I don't think Derek Carr has a problem adjusting to a new offense. He's done it multiple different times in Vegas, just like Stafford has, you know, going through a million different head coaches, just like Matthew did in Detroit. Um, But Jared has played very well to be replaced right now. Now, if Jared played the way I thought he was going to play this year… I would say this is an easy answer. You go out and go get Derek Carr and you go upgrade uh, that quarterback position because at the time, I think Derek Carr is an easy talent upgrade over Jared Goff. And I still believe in my heart. I think Derek Carr is still a little more talented than Goff. But how much more talented is he? That's a good question. I don't know if it's significant enough to break up everything that the Detroit offense has been able to establish this year and break that up all for Derek Carr. So if I had to answer right now – I would probably lean more towards no and say just keep it what we have right now unless you go the rookie quarterback route because there's obviously more long sustainable success with that. And I see the the plan with that wanting to have a rookie contract and all that. But the way that Goff is played, I don't think it's worth it right now to to replace him for a guy like Derek Carr unless it's like a, a immediate guy that you know is a for sure upgrade than Goff. And I don't think you could say that about Carr. But – I asked you a question: If Brad Holmes did that move, would I be mad?
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm drive. You know what? I, I wouldn't even fly to Detroit. I would drive. Damn. I will drive, <laughs> pissed off the whole way. It's probably like a 18 hour drive, 19 hour drive. I'll be pissed off the entire time driving there, and I'll drive there, <laughs> and I'll drive to the park, and I'll demand to speak. I'll demand. I'll demand answers. I'll demand to speak to someone. I'll need to speak to somebody. Somebody had to give me some answers. I, would I, would give be
1: I think I would be able to give that. I wouldn't be mad if they did it. I'll just say I would, that. I wouldn't I would be, be mad livid. if they did it. I would be livid. I would be livid, bro. Yeah, my, my, my. It's, it's not. It
2: doesn't make sense because he's going he, to make more than dirt golf is making right now. I don't necessarily think that, though. They're going to make very similar money. No, no, no. His contract is his contract way higher. It's, it's
1: $33 million and if he gets released, he's obviously going to have to get a new contract. But, like, if you're going to keep Goff, you're going to have to give him an extension as well, and they're going to probably even out.
2: Okay. That, 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 that That's that's fair as far as – but I think Jared Goff deserves it. Derek Carr, Carr does not deserve his contract right now.
1: After the year that he's had this After year. After the life.
2: year he had just now? Absolutely not, man. Yeah. It's, it's no, no, man. <laughs> I, I'll just take the team – it'll take them backwards again. Right now, we're trying to go forward. Right now, like right now, like you want, you don't want no slow start next season. Oh, Derek Carr's figuring out their offense. Yeah, you know we don't want that right now. No, unless it's somebody that's absolutely elite that says, "Hey, man, I want to come to Detroit." That's the only way I'm doing it.
1: Yeah, it'd be one thing if this offense was good, but Jared Goff was just kind of been a follower. But like he's been actually really good this year in general. Like you know he's been able to deal with no run game in some some ways. And we thought, oh, Goff can't win with the running game. Well, he's been able to win without a running game over the last month and a half. You know the running game has been pretty invisible or not. I want to say invisible, but it hasn't been as good, as productive as we thought it would be. And Jared Goff has been able to fight through that adversity and win.
2: The, the, the whole thing with Jared Goff is that he was able to elevate his game. And that, that's why, that's, that's, that's why I'm, I'm proud of him at, at the most. This year, that he was able to elevate his game and got better. Mm-hmm. His pocket awareness. Like, he, he, what, what is he ranking, I guess, uh, you know, when he's getting blitz? Where is he ranked on that? I think he's, like, in the top five. Yeah, in and
1: that was a big issue with Goff in the past. Remember when we acquired him? Exactly. Like, blitz Goff. He's going to make a mistake.
2: You pressure Goff, he's going to make a mistake. But now it's like you pressure Goff, like – do you want to pressure golf at this point? Because he's completing passes when you're blitzing them now. Yeah. So it's like he he became more aware. He became a better quarterback. I think it's mental. I think the mental part of golf improved a lot. Hundred um, percent. Um, during this, I think I I would say even during this stretch, because it, it, it just got better. You know, because if you'd ask, if I would probably would ask you this question week five, or probably week six. Oh, not not week six. Probably probably like right at our right at our bye week. If I'd ask you this question, oh, do you, would you take Derek Carr? Over Jared Goff, you'll probably say, "Hell, you don't take Derek Hall, I mean, Jared we, Goff right
1: we, now." We, we actually did have that discussion a couple months ago. you were saying that
2: you want Derek Goff on I the want team, him, yeah. But this is the way he was able to elevate his game, man. I think it was a big kudos to Jared Goff, man. I think Jared Goff really did what he needed to do to keep his job for a while, and I like what he's doing, man. I'm not unless, like I said, unless a guy comes in who's who. One we know who's going to be an immediate, true upgrade comes in and say they want to, they want, uh, they want to come to Detroit. That's the only way I'll be okay with it. Like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah.
1: Which <laughs> obviously not going to happen, but yeah,
2: that's obviously not going to happen, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like, I, I, I would already even be on the fence of, like even, how would you feel like, right now? Tom Brady, everybody knows Tom Brady is going to be on the market next year. He did go to Michigan. Are you saying like, Tom Brady's Alliance? I'm just saying, like, how would you feel if Tom Brady said, hey, man, I want to I want to just do one season in Detroit before I call it a quits. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, it's like can you imagine Tom Brady coming to like he's calling Brad Holmes. Hey, I want to play for your team. Like, you know, it's kind of hard not to say yes to. Right. But like, yeah. I mean, he'll be what, 46 years old next year. 46 years old. And he obviously hasn't looked very sharp this year. Absolutely not. Like, he, like
2: him and connecting with deep balls has not been working out this year. Like, it's like between him and Evans is like it's been really bad. Is this
1: wild <laughs> that I would say I'd rather have Jared Goff than Tom Brady?
2: <laughs> that is not, it's not crazy, man. But, huh? shit.
1: <laughs> like, I know that sounds crazy, and like, like if, you, if, you, if you look at the big picture, yeah, that's crazy. But, like, if you're just talking about next year. I mean, no, I I I wouldn't do it for Tom Brady right now, which is which is wild to say, yeah.
2: Yeah, same same here, and that, that's what I'm talking about, man. As far as like a guy that you know that's going to come in and be an immediate upgrade, yeah, like, It has to be an immediate upgrade, and you can trust that you can stay healthy, because guys like Lamar Jackson, I cannot. <laughs> after seeing Lamar Jackson this year, I cannot trust Lamar Jackson to stay healthy, to save, and to to do anything right now. He just he's hurt. The man is always the man hurt. He was hurt yeah. last year. Yeah. How many games did he he um missing a row last year, to miss, make them miss the playoffs? Was it like eight games in a yeah, row? He missed a lot, and he's missed yeah, what four or five weeks now. Same thing this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and and, and <laughs> those the type of quarterbacks, man. I'm telling you, man. I think the, the Bears gonna. I don't want to put no bad. I don't want to put no bad juju on injuries on anybody, but we have those style of quarterbacks. They get hit.
1: More prone injuries. Oh, yeah. Put that out there, and, and I was considered a Lamar Jackson hater for saying these things last year or two years ago. No, <laughs> oh, you, yours is saying you like the way he threw the ball. I don't like you. I still don't really like the way he throws a ball. Like if he doesn't have those legs as as a factor, he's not that productive as a quarterback.
2: Oh no! Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah that's that's a given. Yeah, so
1: I don't know, and that's obviously with age, your legs are not going to be as good as they were when they were 23, 24 years old, and it's going to obviously be a decline at some point. Yeah, I'm with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go for Lamar Jackson either. He would be fun, be exciting, obviously, but you know how much you have to trade for Lamar Jackson to get him here would be insane.
2: Lamar Jackson will be on, he'll be on on the bench on resting up an ankle injury or a high ankle sprain or something by week six. Well, not, we got Lamar it's Jackson. It's
1: not even just that. Like even if he plays, that's great. But you're trading for like three or four first round picks just to acquire him, and you have to pay him.
2: Yeah, to watch him watch from the sidelines because he, he's gonna get hurt. <laughs> he's yeah. not gonna play the full season, man. This yeah, is, no, I mean, the last two
1: years have that's been the case for him for sure. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I'm straight. Best ability, availability, <laughs> man, which is weird. Good,
2: I was gonna say that's a good that's that's another reason why I'm rather sick with golf because
1: golf. I mean, you can trust golf to play the whole year. Yeah, I mean, they keep him clean in the pocket. Obviously, he's not mobile, so he's not going to be taking bad hits unless it's a sack, really. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. Well, I thought that was just – I thought it was necessary to get out of the way because, you know, people know I'm a big Derek Carr fan. I thought it was reasonable to mention it and with all the news going around him. So, let's talk about more about this Lions-Bears game. Let's get into the injury report. Malcolm, what's the Lions injury report looking for going into this game Sunday versus the Bears? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yep. So the Detroit Lions injury report, man, starting off with the people who did not participate. We have Deshaun Elliott with a shoulder injury. He did not participate. Safety Kirby Joseph had the back injury. He did not participate. Um Frank Ragnow. with his foot? This seemed like a common thing with Frank Ragnow. He just doesn't practice. Practice? What he talking about practice? <laughs> he did not practice. Um also. Josh Reynolds, he was sick. He did not practice. Logan Stumberg, he was sick too. Um, he did not practice. Josh Woods with a bicep injury did not practice. And then we have our limited. We have Coyote o- Oshika with ankle injury. He was limited today. And then we have Jesse Cabinda. He was sick, but he was a full participant. Way to pronounce Coyote o- Oshika's name. Oshika. Let's go. We've, I mean, been,
1: we, we've been mispronouncing it for months.
2: We were – before this show, we pretty much were practicing his name for like for like 10
1: minutes straight. So I, I kind of had to get it right. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to Jeremy Reisman because we found the pronunciation sheet. He posted on Twitter, I believe – I want to say Thanksgiving. I don't remember when he posted it, but it was one of those home games he posted. So big kudos to Jeremy Reisman for posting that thank, pronunciation thank you, sheet. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Because the other guys, I mean, we obviously don't want to say their name. We have some tough guys in our name, like a Melifandu and stuff like that. But we knew we, you know, we master that. But Oshika's name, dude, that was one that we've had a rough time for, oh, for yeah. months, man. Yeah, when, it, when we first got it, it was like, oh, yeah, moves. no. So we tried YouTube, and the YouTubers are getting it wrong too. Now we look yeah. back at it.
2: Yeah, it was like, oh man, this is, this is gonna be a tough one.
1: Yeah, so shout out to Jeremy Reisman for for posting that pronunciation sheet for sure. Let's well, go. Cool. All right, let's talk about the Bears injury report. We got wide receiver Chase Claypool, did not practice with a knee injury. We got Amin Ra's brother, Equanimia St. Brown, didn't participate with a concussion now going on to the limiteds we got defensive lineman anthony brown with an ankle was limited offensive lineman tevin jenkins i'm sorry he was a full participant go, there's a spoiler uh defensive lineman justin jones dealing with an eye injury was limited wide receiver dante pettis dealing with an ankle he was limited uh tight end travis wisco dealing with a calf injury he was limited offensive lineman cody whitehair dealing with a knee injury, he was limited, and then going on to their full participants. It is just, well, it's just Tevin Jenkins, like I said earlier. That was my boy coming out of uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That was, that was That's funny because you
2: least like Tevin Jenkins a lot. I love was, Tevin Jenkins coming out. He did love Tevin Jenkins a lot, yeah. man. Um,
1: Interesting. So yeah. so, yeah, the Bears, it looks like they're relatively healthy. Only guys that mispractice, they're two receivers, Chase Claypool and St. Brown. Yeah, and then it's interesting because St. Brown, he has a, for people who don't know, St. Brown
2: had a podcast with his brother, um, my mom Rossi. So they have a podcast together, like the two brothers. And there was an episode, I think it was a couple weeks ago, when they were talking about potentially playing this game. And, you know, Ecuadorian. Ec- 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 Equanimous. Equanimous. <laughs> Why? Why I that brother? His name? Why I that brother? His name? But Equidemius, Equidemius, uh, I can't say it. I give up. Saint Brown, damn it, on the, the brown, the brown, the bears, the
1: bear Saint Brown, the
2: brown, the bear Saint Brown. Um, he was <laughs> he was saying that he was like, man, I can't wait to spoil guys' season. That's what he was saying. He said on his podcast to his brother that he can't wait to spoil our season. So he was really looking forward to his game because he was saying that. They're gonna to come to Ford Field and they're gonna spoil our season. So I just, I hope he plays because I wanna
1: see if that's gonna to come to light. You know, could, could I give you a minute video? It's just them going back and forth. It was oh, actually you this, no, this happened uh eight hours ago. They did a new oh, one wow. of the matchup. Did you <laughs> yeah, does so he, doesn't
2: he, does he have a concussion?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. This is this is great content though. It's just both of them going back and forth and Amon Ra, I think, wins the battle here. No bias here. But of here we course, go. his brother has a concussion. Right, here we go, here we go, here we go. Listen to this, guys. This is from the 33rd team. This is That's where they do their podcasts on a, a great podcast network. But here we go. This is Aminran Equanemia, and Brown.
0: Your playoff hope. Playoffs. You have to win out. Listen, all we can do is control. We can control one game at a time. And I have to say, the Bears are next. All we're trying to do is beat you guys and win. Your- so you guys there beat and lock in. I have a question. When's the last time you guys won a game? In a minute. But that's the point. You still haven't won a game. you You have won a game. You know. That taste? Thing is, that taste of winning
1: is not in your mouth. You
2: guys don't know what it tastes like. Taste of losing is your mouth. Like, come on now, like. Three wins in with two games left. I already right, know you guys. You guys are looking at off season. We just got finished last two games. Small guys. No one's doing that. What's the recipe to,
0: be, to beat us? But run the ball. You guys can't stop the run. We saw the tape of the Panthers. All we have stop the run. We're coming in. F- Ford Field of look us, I promise you. You want to hear my score prediction? Don't care. <laughs> it's
1: not gonna be accurate. Oh, you better be able to put 40 upon us. Our offense,
2: we can't. We got playoffs on the
1: line. It doesn't matter. Our fans, you haven't seen Ford Field like this. Oh. You're not gonna hear a damn thing. Everyone's ever gonna come and scream. Why, Please stand up. Get on your feet, and the whole the whole crowd's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> That's just dumb too. They going back and forth. They did all podcasts, so I recommend go checking it out.
2: That was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. I would say, um, Amon Ross and Brown probably did win that battle just now.
1: Yeah, no, Equanimus was stumbling a little bit. even the guy who made the the edit. He goes not impressed, but he put it over Equanimus's
2: <laughs> hat. Yeah, he probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, right now, as a Bears, the Bears fans only want them to win this game. They don't. Yeah, because, I mean, right now they hold, what, the second seed?
1: The second pick, yeah.
2: Second pick the second pick in the draft. The Bears fans don't even want them to win this game. I, I think deep down inside, the Bears themselves don't even want to win this goddamn game. So, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's funny that you know two brothers are talking smack to each other like that. So that's cool, man. I, I I enjoy it, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. But let's talk about this Lions offense now versus Bears defense because when they played early in the year, the Lions ended up winning that game, obviously in a comeback fashion, being down 14 points in the fourth quarter. Lions offense though, they had a good day, and I thought that was one of Jared Goff's one of better games of the season, and. That was the big question, too. This is a home game, so this doesn't really matter that much in this matchup. But the big question is like, oh, could Jared Goff win on the road? Could the Lions win on the road? And the Lions proved that in Chicago. And Jared Goff, I thought, ultimately had one of his better games. Now I think here at home where he's been really, really comfortable this year versus this Bears defense – I think he gets really comfortable in this dome, and I think Jared Goff is going to be able to sling it, especially with all these injuries Chicago has, and especially in that defensive back room that's pretty rough right now. I think this is a, going to be a really fun day for this Lions offense.
2: I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> um, it, it, yes, I mean, right now, you look at the Bears right now, they're so depleted right now, especially in the secondary. I think they just placed so what, Johnson's on IR? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and even with these injuries, I, I think they still got two interceptions last week. But I think it's just because Josh Allen is playing terrible football right now. But um, that's just another day for another, another story. But I just don't think they're talented enough right now. They don't think they even want to win right now. Um, yeah, it's going to be bad. I think, <laughs> I think we're going to walk them down. Now, the only way um, that they could— No, they don't have no pass rush either, man. Shit, they're they're depleted.
1: (laughs) They don't have anything right now. And this is an angry Lions team right now, obviously. You know, they got their asses whooped by the Panthers last week, and they're back home, last home game of the year. They're going to want to put a show on. And I think this is a great matchup for this Lions team to do that. I mean, this pass defense, just as bad as the Lions, if not worse, especially with the injuries they have now. You're going to have guys like – Uh, Kyler Gordon, Jalen Jones, that's their starting outside corners, and then you have Josh Blackwell, just like not very big household names. These are your corners, and even in that matchup, last time we played the Bears, we were pretty depleted. We didn't have any of our receivers outside of Amon and Brown, didn't have Chark, didn't have Reynolds, didn't have Jameson Williams, and they were still able to produce a pretty good passing game. Now you're adding DJ Chark, Jameson Williams. Josh Reynolds with Amon Ross St. Brown in a dome where Jared Goff has been very comfortable with missing their best corner, Jalen Johnson. I mean, this is just all favoring, I think in the lines direction as far as offensively, would you agree? I mean,
2: they're just going to run the cover three. They're going to run the cover three probably the entire game. Um, Jared Goff is going to, I think this is going to be a 400 yard passing game from Jared Goff, maybe four or five touchdowns. I'm just going to, I think it's going to be one of those games. Because the Bears right now in their secondary, first of all, looking at their front seven, their front four, they don't have enough. They they're not going to have enough to put pressure on golf. So golf is going to have time in the pocket. They're going to play zone. So golf is going to find a guy in open zone. It's like he does whenever you know anybody plays zone against golf. Golf is really good against teams who play zone against golf. Um, I mean, I just I just don't, I don't see a situation where they 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 fucked this up. Like last week, they fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, those, I mean, unless the Bears goes out running, they have the same game plan as fucking Carolina and they just run the ball and we have no answer. Then you can say, OK, we have a chance of fucking shut up. But yeah. if that doesn't happen, I don't see a, a, a scenario where the Bears win this game, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, just looking at their defense, one thing they do do well is get takeaways. They're ranked 10th in the NFL in takeaways. They have 21 takeaways, so they can cause some turnovers. But, I mean, I think one thing you've seen with this Lions team, they're number one in not giving away the ball. They've only had 15 giveaways all year, and especially during this stretch of games where they've won six out of their last eight games, they've been really flawless of not turning over the ball. So. I, I don't know. I don't really know what the Bears do defensively that really scares you or that you can't accomplish. One of the worst run defenses in the league. It's worse than your Lions run defense. Even after last week's game, they're worse than your your run defense. They give up an average of 151 yards per game. Damn, that's the
2: worst ours from last week? Even yeah, even, even
1: even after last week's game. God damn, that means they were terrible. Yeah, and I mean the third down defense is worse than the Lions. Gosh, like and this is like factoring everything with the Lions, like even earlier in the year, like this is the whole season, not just during these stretch of games, like I don't know. I don't know what the Bears do that really threaten you. One guy I'll give credit to that kinda disrupted our game plan and that we didn't really give much flowers to. And you look at PFF, not really had a good year, but I'm only gonna base off the one game I watched him versus the Lions that Justin Jones kid from on that defensive line. He gave the Lions some problems in the interior last year or last week. Mm-hmm. Or last
2: time we played him. Yeah. Were we hurt? What happened? Were we missing somebody? Like,
1: because I was offensively. What, what, did Jonah Jackson play? I'll check for you right now. Talk for me and I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah because, I, I mean, that name does ring a bell. And I do remember him blowing up a lot of plays in the running game because he's being in the backfield. So I was shocked that he was able to do all that. Now, this brings a question. Were we? were we hurt were we healthy up front when you did all this or
1: okay so we did he, are,
2: just, did he just he just wreaked havoc and just fucked up frank ragno and jonah jackson and
1: just had his way so we played um when did we play the freaking bears, <laughs> the bears who they were. i don't know who you thought they were okay no i th- i think Okay, so our inactives in this game were Malcolm Rodriguez, Josh Reynolds, Matt Nelson, Mela Chase Lucas, Michael Brockers, Austin Browns. We were healthy offensively, I said Reynolds and Chark, but like your offensive line was in tech. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So, I mean, I wonder
2: what he's going to do this game. I mean, did he just have his way with Jonah Jackson? Yeah. We'll
1: see. Yeah, I don't know. Because he, he gave us some havoc, and, and we really didn't get to establish the run game that we really wanted to. Our passing game was really good. Um, but you want to see a better game out of Ben Johnson this time around, too. I thought in the fourth quarter he was really good in that game, but was a little dry, I think, to come out of the second half. I remember it was, I think, three straight run plays to, in the first possession. So you want to see maybe a little bit better game plan out of Ben Johnson from start to finish uh, this time around versus the Bears, and I, I don't know. I, I just think this match really favors the Lions. The, the defense for Chicago is depleted. Lions are freaking pissed off after last week. Last home game of the year. My, man, I, I just really think they're going to open up that playbook, and I think they're going to give an ass to the Bears this Sunday. I really do.
2: Yeah, same here. I mean, <laughs> I think I mean, it's very unfortunate for the Bears that they have to be the punching bag this week, but damn it. I mean, I, as a Lions fan, I want to – I mean, I'm, I'm glad it's them because, I mean, I don't really like the Bears too much. But, um yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to get bad. I think it's going to be bad. I think, I think it's going to be one of those high-scoring games. That I don't think they have an answer for golf. I don't think they gonna have it. Uh, I think it's going to be – the going to be clicking on all cylinders, man, because this is the type of game that after you get a, a beat down like you did last week, this is the type of game you usually see. You usually see a team next week click, clicking on all cylinders and – I'm I'm that's what I'm
1: expecting, man. If if I don't see that, I will be disappointed. All right. Before we get into this defense and we take a break, what is your game plan if you're Ben Johnson? Are you going more run heavy, more pass heavy, mix oh, it up? Fuck
2: no, I'm passing all over Sling you. I'm <laughs> I'm telling Jared, go off, have fun. Let's let's get this uh let's have a personal goal, let's go for five hundred and give him a high five mm-mm,
1: and send him out on the field. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Alright. <laughs> Alright, let's take a quick break because I don't think the offense has been the issue for Lions fans. I think now we gotta get on the defense side of the ball after last we can talk about how we contain Justin Fields. But let's take a quick break before we do that.
2: Hey Prior Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Oz Traders. Oz Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O D D S T R A D E
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: All right, we are back. Let's now talk about this Chicago Bears offense versus Detroit Lions defense. And this one's going to be interesting because last time around we played the Chicago Bears. The biggest issue was the running game. And especially the quarterback Justin Fields, and we talked about this last time, and nothing has changed since the last time we played them. Number one rushing offense in football, worst passing offense in football. What's got to be the game plan coming in? I know it, I made it pretty easy. I really gave it to you right there. But what's the game plan going into Sunday? Shit,
2: just play. Uh, <laughs> you pretty much play the special team format. You just have like 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 the the, the pump block pump format. Block. You don't know, cover the receivers. You just have everybody on the line. Um, you have your linebackers there, and then you try to just stop the run. That was a plan. That's bullshit. But, um, can you imagine that? that? <laughs> just, just leaving all these receivers, just leaving right the receivers on the island by themselves. Nobody's <laughs> covering them, and just everybody's on the line to stop the run. Um, no, man. I, you just stack the box. Uh, play your gaps. Don't let whatever happened last so week happen again. Tackle. 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 I mean, they have to tackle. I mean,. And, you know, just try to, you know, I think they have to go back and see what hurt them when they played the Bears last time with Justin Fields and then try to make sure that doesn't happening again because those plays that he broke out, they had those big explosive runs. You got to limit the explosive plays, man. Um, I think that's going to be the biggest thing is limiting the explosive plays. If you can limit the explosive plays, I think this is going to be a very easy game.
1: Yeah, and I will say... The first three quarters of that game, rough. No idea how to stop Justin Fields and Montgomery and Herbert, right? They had no idea how to stop him. I actually don't know if Herbert played that game. I know Montgomery and Justin Fields, those are the big guys, right? No answer yeah. for those guys, right? Fourth quarter, I think they found a tactic or a, a formation or just a way in general – to finally stop Justin Fields, and that's when you saw the Lions start making that comeback. You start, you saw Justin Fields make the huge mistake where he throws the pick six to Akuda, and he really r- didn't get much going after. You know that pick six actually he had the big run, right? Had the big run, but after that, Lions defense did a really good job with him. You know they, they got the stop, got the ball back, were able to get the lead, and then you got the stop at the end of the game where they were up when the lions were up 6 points and the bears had opportunity to to win that game or tie it and you know the the lions defense had a, had an answer for Justin Fields but that's a little different because at that point in the game you knew Justin Fields had to pass the ball and we know that's obviously not their strength they're the bottom you know passing offense in the NFL they only average 136 yards in the air I mean, that's very low. Just comparing the lines where they averaged 254 yards in the passing offense compared to that 136. Uh, you know, you're talking about a 120 yard difference right there. It's a huge difference um, per game. So, yeah, you, you got to find a way to stop this run game. And it's a lot easier so than done because they're the best running attack in the NFL.
2: When Justin Fields broke that big play, I think it was like a 70 yard run against us, was that in the fourth quarter?
1: Yeah, as so I said, one of them was in the fourth quarter after the pick six
2: got you yeah i mean one thing for sure i mean i remember in the pregame last time we were saying yeah the lions have to spy justin fields uh-uh <laughs> uh, i i think we all witnessed that you, you can't spy justin fields We don't have a guy you don't yeah I mean, there there is no guy that can spy justin fields like you're gonna you put a linebacker to spy justin fields you're gonna run around that guy I mean, it's just you. You, you get, what worked best for the lines? What he did, is just send a lot of pressure. I mean, just pressure and just hope that you get there. I mean, that's all you got to do is just send the pressure and hope you get there. And you can't, you can't create lanes for him. So if mean, you send the pressure, you can't create these lanes for him to see. He see a free opening, and he just takes off. Like you don't want that. You don't want that to happen. Um, you gotta. I mean, they gotta play discipline, pressure, but do it. Do it smart, you know. So, and I think that's what they did towards the end of the, the that fourth quarter. What you're talking about?
1: Yeah, for sure. And with this game around too, we talk about the offensive guys being more healthy, more healthy defensively too. You got more options there now. You got Romeo Quara there, and. The defense has really found their identity as far as being able to stop the run. I know last week was really bad and you throw that out you throw that out the window. Take out that game, the run defensive has been really good. And they've been able to pressure the quarterback very consistently in that winning streak of games, you know, six out of those seven games that they were playing and playing really good football. I think you just have to have that formula they've been able to do versus these other teams like uh, New York and Minnesota and Jacksonville. You have to have that same type of identity in this game and just have an answer for Justin Fields. And Like I said, it's a lot easier said than done, but if you could get off to a big lead and you could eliminate this run game and make the Bears come from behind where they're just going to have to surpass the ball more, that really favors you even with your – Weakened secondary and depleted secondary. And we don't even talk about the line safety situation right now. Kirby Joseph pops in the injury report. Are you concerned there a little bit?
2: If we're playing against a team that could pass the ball, I would. Yeah. No, I'm not concerned. You know, if, I mean, Justin Fields, I mean, he's not the best passer. I mean, I'm not worried about him passing the ball at all. Maybe he doesn't have a weapon. People say he needs a weapon. I don't know. Because I've seen a lot of worship from Justin Fields. Like, I see some, oh, shit, throws from Justin Fields, and then I'll see some, oh, shit, throws from Justin Fields. Like, who the fuck are you throwing the ball? Who the hell are you throwing the ball to, Justin Fields? So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not worried about the
1: passing game. Yeah, and just to, add, just to add more salt to the one for the Bears, three of their receivers are on the injury report right now. I don't know what the status is going to be for them during game day, but Claypool didn't practice. Equinemius St. Brown didn't practice, and then Pettis was limited. So, that's three receivers for them that – are not going to be playing this game, and Darnell Mooney, who played early in the matchup, he's out for the year. So their receiving core is really, really depleted right now in Chicago.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's really bad. I mean, it's, this whole their whole game, and it, it sucks for Justin Fields that the whole offense is Justin Fields. But I mean, that's what it's going to boil down to, man. If you stop Justin Fields and his running ability, the game's going to be really. It's going to be a lot easier.
1: Yeah, this is a good opponent for the Lions. This is the perfect opponent you want to bounce back after a very sloppy game versus the Panthers. This is the type of team you want to play, a team that's not won a game in forever. Um, I mean, they're playing for draft position, like you said, and the players obviously are not playing for that because they're trying to play for a job right now if it's either with the Bears or for another NFL team. But, I mean, they just don't have the talent right now. And I think Lions fans could definitely – relate to this usually at the end of the year where you're playing a really good Packers team you're playing a really good Vikings team and your team is just uh, so out of it you're not playing for anything and you know your team just gets handed one to them because you're not talented enough but I think we've also seen the other side is like don't take these opponents lightly you know you can't walk in and say oh we're gonna kill the Bears we're so much more talented than them you still gotta take care of business you can't underplay this team this is still an NFL team at the end of the day We've seen Lions teams where they've been, you know, huge underdogs, and they give that team a scare, you know, a team that's trying to play for the playoffs. We saw last with the Cardinals. They come into our home stadium probably feeling so confident. We're going to give the Lions an ass-whooping in their home stadium. Lions flipped the script and said, we're going to give you the ass-whooping. So, at the end of the day, you can't underplay these teams in the end of the day. And you played the Bears head-to-head very closely last time. So, there's no givens in the NFL.
2: So No absolutely not. Absolutely not, man. Yeah, it's the only reason why this is say things gonna be a blow is because of what happened last week. But I mean, this is a division game. I mean those games are always tougher. You never know what could happen. I just think the Detroit line is gonna ooh, I think we just have the upper
1: hand. I agree with you because Dan Campbell doesn't seem the coach that is going to fold over after a bad loss. We've seen him respond to bad losses like Buffalo and have a great response versus Jacksonville. And I feel like the culture that they're building right now, I feel like they're due for a bounce back victory after an ass whooping versus Carolina. And I think this is a good opponent, like I said, to have that bounce back victory reverse.
2: Absolutely. And if they do not win, it's going to be bad for me because the Bears fans are going to be
1: after me. They are.
2: <laughs> you talking a hell of a lot <laughs> of shit about Fields. I I, I I I did open my mouth a little bit too much about Fields. Um, it was because they were going they were saying that he was a Pro Bowl snub and I didn't feel that he was a pro bowl snub because his brother can't pass the goddamn ball. Um, you're not gonna make the pro bowl just because of your legs. So uh yeah, they didn't like that one bit that I said that and they were out, out for you out for your boy's head. So I saw that. If if we lose this game, it's not going to be too 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 good <laughs> for your boys. So, uh, Lions, JG, everybody, Eric uh, Glenn,
1: uh, Dan Campbell, make sure y'all get this right. What's up with you? And you know, always getting these Twitter debates, man. I always say, every time I open the app, I'm always seeing you in yeah, a Twitter. I, I saw I saw it this morning too. I mean, not let's to get go. into it, but with Jared Goff, people too. <laughs> let's go, man. I mean, shoot. I mean,
2: this is what it is, man. Everybody. Uh, Everybody just had something to say,
1: man. I give kudos to you because you actually respond to it. I just I let it be. <laughs> I, 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 I see it. I'm like, all right, I'm out. I, I clear up. Yeah. <laughs> <up. laughs> I, I don't. Even, I don't even bother giving it attention. I, I give you credit. I give you credit for going back and forth with. I give you. I give you. I give you credit for being able to do that. Yeah. Now
2: sometimes, sometimes you just need a, a, The best way to handle stuff like that. I mean, sometimes it's engaging, it's fun, and engage with everybody. But sometimes people just take it too far. And then it goes from a a friendly debate to an argument, mm-hmm. to an argument, to uh, yeah, then
1: it just gets worse. And then some people get disrespectful. Like, dude, you know, this is my opinion. It's just no winners, oh. man. There's no winning out of it for both of you guys. You're gonna think one way, the other guys gonna think one way, and you're really not gonna proceed up. Uh- hey, hey,
2: hey, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. That's why I don't go out my way. I I would never go out my way on Twitter to comment on somebody else's thing to try to change their mindset on something.
1: But if they go into your thread, you're going to, like, you're going to bark back.
2: I'm like, I'm like, why are you here? This is, this is my opinions. This is my opinions. You know, why, why are you here
1: to, you know, but this is, is what it is, man. At the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with the open discussion. Like having a counter argument, I'm all down for that. I love that. It's, it's the great part Me of too. About sports, right? But yeah, yeah. So by Yeah. When you start getting disrespectful, it's just like, what are we doing here? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah I think most of it has been pretty civil with the ones I've seen with you like you know it's just it's just friendly arguments and n- nothing too crazy but no, nothing too crazy but, yeah no, I've retired those days after the Matt Patricia days when I told people he was a fraud and people wanted to defend him I, I retired my my uh, <laughs> Twitter back and forth <laughs> debates with that so that's those are retired don't expect those out of me
2: <laughs> you'll never you get from Tyler no. Don't try.
1: No, I I let it be. You're gonna you can be commenting to yourself if you want. You can I see sometimes people do this. They'll have like three threads of just themselves talking about my one tweet. <laughs> 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 I've seen that a couple of times. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> All right, guys. On that note, let's head out of here. hope you guys Mm -hmm. all enjoyed this episode. Something I'm going to start asking for a little bit more because it is much appreciated. If you guys could start leaving a five-star review and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts, they are always much appreciated. It helps us out, helps more people hear us and it gets to their feeds more often if you guys could leave a review so if you guys could take a minute out of your day and leave a five-star review and just write something a little nice say tyler's the best host here and you know give, give, give malcolm his flowers too and Pierre his flowers it's always much appreciated and you know it goes a long way so um hope you guys all enjoyed this episode we'll be live on sunday twitter space it's an hour before the game and right after the game after I think we'll take care of business this Sunday versus the Bears. I think it's going to be nice, easy. Don't have to stress out, hopefully, right? And we'll take care of business and win this football game. So with that being said, I'm out, guys. Peace.
2: All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm. And yo, man, like Charlie said, man, leave those reviews, man. And yeah, man, uh, I just want to say this, man. The, the Bears are they are what you thought they were. That's all I want to say. And then, you know what? I'm out. Peace.